0: Good morrow ladies and gentlemen and welcome to volume 4, episode 4 of Weekend at Crombie's. And for this month, we'll be discussing the Rocketeer. Yes, indeed. Welcome, dear listener, to our weekend at Columbus extravaganza for April. We're going to be discussing the Rocketeer. But before that, my name is Dr. James Evans Esquire. I love you, Cliff.
1: <laughs> Thank you, James. I am Hugh. I may not make an honest buck, but I'm 100% American.
0: Yeah, very good, Hugh. Very good Thank indeed. You. Now, um, None yes, of that is true. That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, it is the intro it's, it's, it is a pivotal line in the rocketeer which is the movie we're watching we're now back if any of you have actually listened to any of our podcasts you'll know that our last release was our our quarterly uh, new series weekend at crombies 2 the legend of crombies gold we are now back into our regular rut um, where we look at um, old and and oft forgotten films uh, and again take a deep dive into them as we have been doing for the last four years.
0: Anyway, the Rocketeer, the Rocketeer, it's huge choice for um, April. Here we go. Yeah. So take off, That's um, okay. let, pedal to the metal. It's a different kind of sport or context, but <laughs> nevertheless, go for it, Hugh.
1: Right then. So let's begin. Uh, the year is 1938 in California, and uh, we follow the, the, uh, our hero, Cliff Secord, played by Bill Campbell and his, uh, his best friend, uh, and mechanic uh, PV, played by Alan Arkin. Uh, Cliff Seacord is a stunt pilot, um, otherwise known as a barnstormer, who basically just does um, you know, stunt shows for for entertainment to entertain the crowds. Because air, air flight is still a relatively new thing. Um, but they've got a dream to enter some kind of worldwide race. So they've just willing out their their best plane. They've sunk three years of their life and all their life savings into making this plane fly. And Cliff, who boasts he can fly anything with wings, takes it off on its inaugural flight. Um, and as he's flying around he manages to fly over a car chase between some uh, tommy gun totem mafia and uh, and some feds um, who are shooting after them Uh, in the process bullets riddle the side of this plane so he comes to a bit of a sticky end He manages to jump out but the plane itself uh, flies into a, a a gasoline truck and blows up and the mafia himself chase onto the the runway and before they themselves are either killed or apprehended um, they managed to stash the thing in the briefcase, which no one knows what it is, into a spare plane in the uh, the hangar. Um, but so they then get back in their car. One of them is killed. One of the, the car blows up um, and therefore blows up the briefcase, which they think still has this unknown thing in it. And the mafia guy is taken prisoner by the feds.
0: You're not quite sure at that point in time who, who the bad guys are. I mean, when you first see the car chase, yeah. all you're seeing is... Two, two cars shooting each other so you think well who's chasing who here but as it as it transpires it's the feds against the mafia isn't it yeah
1: yeah the, the feds make some comment about you know who will have our badges for this so you know yeah. the yeah. law. but they're not terribly sympathetic because when no. uh, cliff and pv point out that oh you've just destroyed our life's work and all our savings um the, the fed guy goes get a real job then um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and gets 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 punched across the kisser for his um for his troubles. There's lots of, <laughs> they they yeah. do their best to sprinkle language uh, well, uh, language of uh, the thirties in this.
0: As it as it's explained in the film itself, and as we all know, that anything that happens on the uh, landing strip of an airfield is the responsibility of the airfield management.
1: Yes, um, and in fact, this is this is uh this is explained by the owner of the airfield, who's played by John Polito, who we've only just seen. Yeah, indeed. He'd be pleased. Yes, less of a memorable He's basically just the uh, the, the mean guy who runs the airfield yeah. and keeps charging them money um, or saying that, you know, he's going to bankrupt from whatever.
0: He's playing um, the same kind of role, though, isn't he? He's, he's playing that kind I mean, of,
1: he's, a, he's a bit, playing a bit
0: seedy. He's a playing a John s- Polito, isn't
1: he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I say, his, his, his Miller's Crossing role was him at his most John Polito. This is just regular yeah. John Polito. Uh, yeah, it uh, is, yeah. I'm going with that, so we'll say without spoilers, he comes to a bad end. Um. So, But I, I do want to emphasise I didn't pick this film as part of a John Polito snuff movie theme <laughs> for the year. Uh, <laughs>
0: well wait, wait wait till you hear may's choice yeah. for the there. man who that's wasn't not... there yeah exactly that's about it really
1: <laughs> films where john polito dies um but yes uh so um we so now they're in a, they're a bit of a, a bad end they've got no money their plane's been smashed up and um but uh he uh to cheer himself up cliff takes a takes his best gal out on the town um so his gal is uh none other than uh, jennifer connolly i think betty is her name because finny blake is it Jenny Blake again? Better is yes, a good guess, <laughs> yeah. Not bad, Je- Jenny's I'm... the name, yes. Yeah, so her name Gen- Jenny Blake, um, played by Jennifer Connolly. Um, who again is is at a, her Matinee Idol phase where she just looks like she's been stamped out the 1930s. Um, yeah, she, she it's a good,
0: um, it, it's it's good costume design and and kind of hair and makeup. She don't she looks the part, doesn't she? She looks like yeah. a 1930s Matinee Idol, yeah, dad, I suppose, yeah,
1: because she was, was later in um. Was it Mulholland Falls? It was Nick Nolte's Mulholland girlfriend? But I don't think she right. even had a speaking part, but she she was in. Oh really? Like, uh, she was she was she was. I think she was she was dead by the time the adventure ah, yeah, happened. Yeah. So she existed in flashbacks and, and photos and what have you. Um, and again, she she basically cast because she looked very much like someone's girlfriend in the nineteen forties would look like. Yeah. Um But nonetheless, so he takes her around the town and he's kind of. Um, He's, he's not told her about the airplane. She's all like, oh, when you fly around the world, you'll do great. And he's like. Rrr, 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 rrr. And, and she's and an just, aspiring actress
0: as well. She, she is an so she, aspiring she's actress. She's auditioning yeah. for lots of roles, but not being very successful.
1: No, she's on. Um, they also go to the cinema where they see a newsreel of of the Nazis. Um, so, and, and, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Cliff yeah. makes some some very you know unnecessary mutterings about how much he hates Nazis because this is nineteen thirty eight. He yeah. doesn't have to love them, but he you know he feels very strongly about about some of this. Um, but up
0: until that point, he's not really come across as anyone that would pay any attention to politics. So, yeah. well, we'll so you know, yeah. he, maybe maybe we're underestimating him.
1: It's, it's a very hidden depth. But uh, we um, we'll we'll come, we'll come on to yeah, Cliff's character a bit later on. But nonetheless, they uh, though um they have a bit of a falling out because it finally comes um, out in, in the diner later on that the plane indeed has crashed and he's got no money and he doesn't tell her these things. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, so the next day when he's uh, when he's you know jumping into their their battered old plane, he finds something's been stashed in the bottom of it, and turns out it's some kind of well, they don't know what it is. Is it some kind of engine? It is in fact a a, a super rocket pack. Um, that uh that has been invented by none other than howard hughes because we do flash over to the feds <laughs> yeah. um mumbling their their failures to howard hughes um who has invented who's been played by terry o'quinn and uh as, again has invented this rocket pack but has now sworn never to do another one because he's realized the awful uh the awful consequences of, of inventing this kind of thing
0: uh, and you know uh um, howard hughes in the rocketeer is presented as a a, a wholesome Wonderful um, kind of entrepreneur and benefactor of uh, small businesses and local people as well. I don't know that Howard Hughes was that, but I thought he went, I thought he was nuts. Yeah. But, hey, hey in, in the Rocketeer, he's presented as a real, a real nice, swell guy.
1: I know. I've I've written down the uh the uh, the line here that Howard Hughes is the Deus ex capitalist of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Because he is portrayed as being smarter and having more integrity than the Feds who he's ordering around, even though he doesn't work for them at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's kind to to Cliff and Peavy when he meets them. You know, he's he's graceful to uh to um to Jenny. He's everything he needs to be. You know, he's he's moral. He invents the pack. He's a genius. Yeah. He has a great Tony Stark energy about him. Yeah. So he's he's just yeah, he's he's the he's the inventor of the pack and wants to get it back. um so basically, the situation we have now is the um the feds want this rocket pack back the um the the gangsters who were chasing it and uh, are led by the kind of the um al Capone type Paul Saveno and um, wants yep. it back. they are working for um Timothy Dalton, uh, who's what's his <laughs> name his name is uh. Is a oh, book. his name's Neville Sinclair. Neville Sinclair. Neville Sinclair is a Hollywood actor, the third best Hollywood actor in the, in the business.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. As he, as he highlights, also Timothy Dalton's real name is Timothy Leonard Dalton Leggett. <laughs> it's re- really unhollywood, isn't
1: it? You know, but he's playing Neville with great sort of Clark Gable energy. Yeah? Um, he's yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's walking around in his fencing duds as he's threatening things. He wants the rocket pack too for reasons unknown. So, who, who is who is the who is the actor who is
0: in the court jester? Um, Danny. No, no, no. Uh, the 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 feds of the bad guy. Now. I can't remember what his
1: name. Oh, is Oh, Basil Rathbone.
0: He's got a bit of Basil Rathbone about him in yeah. this. I think,
1: yeah, yeah. Again, he's he's playing it to the hilt. Um, oh, yes. He enjoys chewing the scenery. Um, yes. So we, so he wants the, he wants the rocket pack, but has hired Paul Savino's goons to find the rocket pack. He also uh, employs, I think, it's Luthor, uh, who is this titanic goon who goes around just crushing people with his bare hands to find the rocket pack too the feds want the rocket pack and it turns out that uh that it's cliff and pv have the rocket pack and after a certain trial and error they work out what it is um and then um pv kind of does his mechanical engineering to improve it and make it possible that actually someone could strap it on themselves and fly mm-hmm. uh and so this is basically where we are at the moment um in fact uh yeah cliff having learned his lesson about not telling um jenny everything about his life immediately dashes off to the closed set of her movie where she's playing an extra to try and tell her about this where he immediately knocks over half the set and gets her fired and (laughs) and in fairness fair play she she should get fired for that and he's he he also he also gets more or less dumped which is again is also fair play because he did a rather stupid thing in that but anyway (laughs) but as coincidence would have it, the set she's been fired from is the set where Neville Sinclair is filming his his wonderful mm. swashbuckling film. So he overhears them talking about, "Hey, I got this kind of rocket pack I've just discovered." So <laughs> that's quite fortuitous, isn't it? <laughs> incredibly fortuitous. <laughs> so Neville then begins his own spiderweb where he gets Jenny Rehired and invites her to dine with him that evening. Um, in 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 between that, um, no. Clifford is rushing back to the airfield where he has to perform a stunt show but because he's a few minutes late uh, one of the old-timer pilots decides to step into the breach and cover for him so he's flying up this rickety unsafe plane and would you know you know a, a bracket comes loose and the plane is in dire, dire trouble and who can save him Well, um Cliff can save him he throws on the rocket back throws on this helmet that PVs uh, invented for him and and shoots off looking as PV says like a hood ornament um uh, yeah,
0: but yeah obviously before is it before this where um PV and um Cliff test the rocket? rocket a, yeah they've strapped uh, it to a
1: statue and flown it around yes yeah. and
0: it, you know at the end of it when the statue comes back from the the outer limits of the earth's atmosphere yeah. it's it crashes into the ground and half of its head is missing yeah. i wouldn't go anywhere near that rocket <laughs> <laughs> sorry
1: yeah but the but the the stakes are high in the uh, his, his friends in need so he puts on the rocket and manages um to again a rescue his friend from the crashed crashing airplane and thrill the crowds nonetheless as he zooms around um and and again everyone is now in awe of who is this rocket flying rocket powered man uh, to which is now named the rocketeer and you get the you know the sights of all the press who i don't know why they're at a simple you know county yeah. air show yeah, but I don't know either. quite a lot of reporters were there because they're all making a beeline for the telephone saying we just seen yeah. a flying man um, <laughs>
0: yeah also i mean as, as much as it
1: must have been impressive to watch is it that big a deal <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> I, mean, I thought that because they're watching aeroplanes, so they, yeah, the idea yeah. of flight is—it's not like he's appeared, you know, in the in the 19th, in the eighteenth century flight.
0: This is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It, this isn't medieval Britain, and suddenly there's a man with a rocket pack on his back. I mean, uh, you know,
1: planes fly, combustion yeah. exists. Yeah, I do, I, Yeah, it's a uh, mind you. If I'd seen, it, I'd be impressed. Yeah, we still don't have you know good rocket packs to this day. So that the have uh...
0: you not seen the opening ceremony of the nineteen eighty four Los Angeles Olympics?
1: Oh, maybe I should where,
0: I yeah, where the rocket man comes in from oh, the, yeah. out, outside and he lands
1: in the center. But very slowly, you know, he doesn't have the speed <laughs> of the rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, but
0: it's not like it's beyond the realms of look, yes, okay. I would be impressed. I'm lying. I yeah, would be. Yeah. Would I would I sell newspapers based on that? Probably not.
1: Yeah, but it was I think it was just kind of the heroic thing, you know, flying man comes from There's that there's that superman-esque thing to it, as in yeah. mysterious man comes in and saves the day. Um I will admit, yeah, had he done something a bit more impressive than I oh, mean he, he plucked a pilot out of a plane and dropped him safely, so that's quite good. But you know, he'd like he didn't defeat King Kong at the same time. So
0: <laughs> no, I mean, you, I tell you, what, you you are high maintenance here. You. That's <laughs> from air show. <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> Daddy. But, but Daddy, it was boring because there was no large monkey <laughs> rampaging <laughs> rampaging in the
1: stands.
0: Did I ever tell you time
1: I went to Silverstone and took a nap on the uh, the, the bike? The <laughs> that
0: doesn't surprise me. It's something I'd do as well. Oh, actually.
1: Lovely, the grass was soft and the sun was out. I thought, well, there's these cars I just in my sleep, but I could take a nap here and I had a lovely sleep. <laughs> it's probably you know Damon Hill when he's when uh, his Grand Prix. <laughs>
0: This is why we're friends here, because that's exactly the kind of thing that I would do. But I wouldn't even have gone to Silverstone, I would have moaned so hard at my dad about <laughs> taking me to Silverstone. He would have just gone, well, you know what, you're such an ungrateful so-and-so, I'm not taking you. And my job would have been done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but to digress, let's assume that this is a, a remarkable thing because the press are chasing him. Um, so now he has um, the mysterious identity. Um and but of course, uh, as again, John Polito, the the airfield owner, was trying to cash in on that, he attracts the attention of the gangsters who turn up and again uh, prize the truth of who the Rocketeer is out of him, um, and thus killing him um in in the process. So uh, the uh, that's the end of the, the greedy airfield owner. And um Peavy and Cliff are now they are now assaulted by the ginormous Luther, who beats him up a bit, but then the feds turn up and um in <laughs> Quite possibly prescient uh, example of law enforcement. Just open up on the house with all kinds oh, of do. machine guns. There's, 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 no, there's no kind of like flashing a badge. Excuse me, you could come up and up. They literally there's like 50 of them, and they've all got shotguns and pistols and machine guns, and their house gets riddled um, to the point where pv mentions later. You know, he says, "Let's just go home. We don't yes. got a home anymore. We got a gazebo."
0: <laughs> it reminded me of the scene in Miller's Crossing where Ted Rainey starts laughing. Oh. Oh, no! Not Ted. Sam and stuff like yeah, and then all of the police open fire on uh, the like the speakeasy or whatever it is that they're they're, they're doing. Yeah,
1: they they pull out a, a, a tripod machine gun as well to make their mess. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: but so no, so uh, so yeah, it's heating up. Uh, so Sam and Cliff, uh, sorry, Sam Cliff, uh, Cliff and and PV run the run. Uh, Luther uh, again runs off in a different direction, but he's he's on their case. And um, uh, the gangsters are still hunting them down independently, and at the same time, Neville is is whining and dining. um, uh, yeah. Jenny to get information from her as well. So yeah,
0: I, I, th- I was a bit confused by why this was happening.
1: Yeah, this is a very odd <laughs> one, because basically the, the gangsters show up in the, in the cafe where um, Cliff and Peavy are hanging out with a couple of their friends, and they basically take the place hostage until they get some answers. Um, they then again okay, something happen. What <laughs> the order of things that happen? They then discover well, that Jenny is is the girlfriend of the rocketeer it's, it's another it's another
0: very very big coincidence as yeah, well I because just, uh, see it. They see her picture on the wall, and then they see her. No,
1: it's, it's more than that. They find out they're, they're looking for Cliff, but they don't know what Cliff looks like. So they literally, ask Cliff, "Do you, have you heard of Cliff's? Because they know they've got Cliff's name from John Polito, who's been killed. Yeah. So yeah. they come in. Where's Cliff? We don't know. And then they call up Jenny on the because they find her number on the telephone, saying, "I've got a message from Cliff." Oh well, Tefalak, she's dumped you. She's having dinner with oh yeah, that's it, yeah. South Sea Club. Yeah. So then, while well, half the gangsters hold the guys hostage, the other half go to the South Sea Club. The remaining gangsters then see a picture of Jenny yeah, next yeah. to the Cliff who's their hostage. So they put two together and go off to the same club where one of their members, I think Timothy Dalton, already but he has her under her power because he's having dinner with her. So there's a lot of coincidences that really don't need to help the happen, do they? Didn't need to happen, yeah, didn't they? At all none of that they needs to happen. No, basically <laughs> they need to, Cliff needs to know that Jenny is in the club with Neville, all the gangsters, and that's it. It's like well, let's go and yeah. rescue but um, yeah exactly nonetheless they, they, <laughs> they managed to overpower the gangsters which allows uh, cliff he has to get over there in minutes what could get there why his rocket pack oh, he rockets indeed. over to the, gang- the club
0: well he's right. made he's made it, he's made a, a um a pact though with pv at this point yeah to say look I, I need to use it this time to go and say to go to to see jenny and then uh, um pv says okay but after that we're handing it back to the feds and it's like, yeah, yeah and he
1: goes you. absolutely so at this point they've, they've mm. basically given up on any idea of being the rocket, it's like yeah. it me? it's like oh let's just this dish this, this, this we don't want this anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's very little to drive him forward other than getting rescued jenny and that's the end of it so um he gets to the club he kind of dons a waiter's outfit and sneaks up on jenny dropping a, a line in her soup in me by the strange statue um timothy Dalton has been doing his charming best over with jenny um cool. uh, there's it's even not, Sorry smart well not quite as smart because as as what happens then is when they uh they've in, they've spiced a couple of real life characters in here they've got yeah. um they meet w. Clark C. Gable and WC Fields yeah, yeah. WC Fields I guess in character leers openly at Jenny Yeah, um, and the camera joins in on that as the well camera, so just, it's the camera that joins
0: in I think is slightly yeah. um yeah a bit much. I think you
1: could tell that what well, we WC Fields was leering at her without having to match his eyeline going up and down Jennifer Connelly's body um, yeah But yeah, so um, he's been he's been charming her or smarming her. And um, but again, the Cliff manages to get away with um, having poses a waiter and then goes, look, i have got something to tell you, I'm the rocketeer. And given that this is about, you know, three hours old in terms of news, she she quite rightly goes, who's the rocketeer? (laughs) Yeah,
0: because this is in a pre-internet world where communication is an instant.
1: Yeah it's also but it's also like it's not that Lois has found out who Superman is it's like <laughs> why do i care <laughs> yeah I know. they yeah they do manage to get across an information that um that Neville is working with the goons and they've got to get out there because life is in danger so after it's a
0: bit to be like if i suddenly went upstairs and said to Emma
1: Emma I'm Charles St Clement
0: <laughs> and she goes what <laughs> Charles St Clement you know it's all in the papers i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> So there's as
1: much zooming around and and whatnot and i think if i'm right yeah um he he gets nearly caught by all the guys but he manages to rock his way out of there but jenny who came back to rescue him i just smashing okay. him, i don't, don't know why she did that and also
0: when she smashes so yeah so everyone leaves yeah so that the man with a rocket on his back is zooming indoors, there's, setting stuff on fire, fire coming out of his rocket. Obviously they're scared of it, not scared of um, Neville Sinclair. He's a, th- he's the third most popular actor in Hollywood at the time. They're not scared of it. They don't know who anyone else is, but everyone is, is out and the doors are locked. Jenny creeps back in for some reason. And then she, she smashes a statue over. Is it,
1: is it? It's Lothar. a seven-foot-tall giant who's yeah. apparently indestructible gets yeah. beaten by a statue. But then what I find utterly bizarre about
0: that scene is that Lothar and Cliff are in almost the centre of a dance of the dance floor, and literally everybody is looking at them. <laughs> yes. Jennifer Connolly's Jenny Beck creeps up behind Lothar, smashes him over the head. This seven-foot Lothar being smashed overhead by Jennifer Connolly. And then she creeps back into the plants
1: without anyone <laughs> having seen her. How has
0: nobody seen her?
1: Right we haven't really discussed yeah. Lothar yet, other than the fact he's he's Neville's hitman, but he is a li- literal giant. He's played by uh was it tiny tiny Will um, tiny, tiny, tiny Ron, Ron Taylor, who yeah. was a former basketball player who played yeah. enormous characters. Um and his his entire stick is he is is physically imposing he will crush men with his bare hands etc he's is imposing isn't he i mean he is on. imposing but again there's nothing more frightening than the fact that none of his face moves because they put him in so many prosthetics yeah, I, yeah. I mean i've seen Reminds, Tiny like, Wong without like, the prosthetics it, he's fairly scary anyway
0: yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me of um the warren beatley's dick tracy
1: yeah yeah no. but at it, least it, their face isn't moved yeah, yeah it doesn't quite work does it it's like the kind of mask you buy in a halloween shop um <laughs> it, it that kind of it, smells it. a bit on the inside so i don't think it was a good choice tra- but maybe they were just trying to make him enormous um and they i'm assuming it was a callback to the comic book maybe they were, lothar was a character then there and they to try and replicate it but it it didn't really work because all you could think of when he was like threatening people was his lips aren't moving at all is it? he's like a muppet He's like <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. a cracker's have- opening
0: and closing you don't want that rocket on his face. It would melt. <laughs> you know, where's is it Richard Keel when you need him? <laughs> you played Jaws.
1: Oh, yes, that's who you want.
0: That's who you need. But obviously, he yeah. long dead by then.
1: <laughs> was, was he?
0: Oh, dead. I don't know, possibly.
1: <laughs> you've, you've, you've broken the news for me now. He's probably he's dead now. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> having rocketed out of there, um, Neville Sinclair thinks it's a good one now to, to chloroform and kidnap Jennifer Connelly. Um, so she's she's taken back to his place. Um where she kind of, you know, literally wakes in the middle of this gothic mansion in the middle in a silver ball gown and takes a, a little look around and manages to discover his uh well firstly she manages to to knock him out. Um she's pretty good with that with a vase. Uh, she he's got Neville is leading a yeah, Neville's leading her to his uh his, his his um his closet, which is for his reasons best known to himself, full of uh lacy women's clothing. Uh, he's, he's, like, isn't, yeah. he's like what he do you has- dress that's never questioned. It's like when you put something more comfortable, it's like you have quite a lot of women's clothing here, Neville. Yeah. A lot of it lacy. Yes. Um <laughs> and she's like um she you know plays along until she can smash him over the head of the vase too. Um but then she goes off to his, his hidden den and and finds um, you know, a radio, a code book, uh, and you know, great big swastikas. So she managed to put two together. <laughs> Yes. Um so he is in fact a Nazi spy, as he admits to her when he throws open the door and then having recovered. Um so she's again captured again, but we just we know what Neville's motivation is now. He's he's a spy for we the Nazis. Finally,
0: we finally know what Neville's motivation is. Because
1: before that he is an actor chasing a rocket pack and we have no idea what he's about. Um other no, exactly. will commit murder to do it and he's in league with the the, the mob to get it handy. However, yeah. this this is reinforced when um Cliff and Peavy I now joined up with the feds, meet up with Howard Hughes, who apparently is calling all the shots here. Um, yeah, because, because, because he <laughs> yeah, revealed to them a, a piece of spy film. It's like it's yeah. this cost a lot of lives to get out of Germany. It's like, well, where you got it? Man? <laughs> um, yeah. but he he shows them a piece of Nazi propaganda, but apparently secret Nazi propaganda. So it was only propaganda. For the for, for for only the Nazis <laughs> to see, which is remarkable because it's a cartoon. So clearly, so, it's a cartoon, basically of you know, hundreds of, of Nazi troopers with with rocket packs, and they will storm the world in their jet power. Hence, revealing this is why Neville and the Nazis want this. It's the it's the uh, the holy grail. They want rocket powered stormtroopers. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just like to point out that this is one hour
0: and thirty five minutes into the film. <laughs> yes, when the when the purpose of is course. revealed.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And also to point out that that the Nazis were kind enough to give their entire plot away in cartoon form so it could be comprehended by anyone in the audience because they didn't need to do yeah. that. They could have written a memo right. saying, We wish to have uh, flying rockets, please obtain. But no, it's, yes. it's like the scene in uh, Jurassic Park where they have the cartoon showing how the frog DNA worked. It's like, for everybody who's not paying attention, we've got a cartoon for you. <laughs> It's a good cartoon. It's a good, it's, it's a well, nice. I it. I tell you what, for 1938, it's a very good cartoon. It's superior it is, yeah. to to Snow White and the Seven dwarves which was <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> well, it's, it's very, knows, it's it's a very good.
0: Was it Vossbrandor technique, as the okay. Germans say?
1: Because cartoons <laughs> then were really janky, and you know, the, the oh, arms were all I've wobbly. Seen
0: Betty, it was, it's seen Betty Blue? Yeah,
1: uh, it's just uh, is it Betty, Betty, Blue? Blue. Yeah, Betty Blue? Betty Blue is, Betty is Betty. the French movie. <laughs> That's a very different movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know I which I to watch. Blue, I wouldn't show it to my kids. It's cartoons.
0: No, I've seen I've seen Betty, Betty Blue a, a fair few times as well. <laughs> 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 anyway.
1: Notwithstanding, yeah. um, Cliff. So now all you know, they say the good guys have pulled their resources, and was um, like, and Peavy's like, we well, give him back his rocket pack, and he goes, um, he, of course, um, Cliff has now got a call from Paul Savino saying, we've got your girl, meet at the observatory mm-hmm. at four o'clock. You know, well, she gets it. Um, so Cliff is like, yes, I know it's your rocket pack, but I just need one more, one more chat. I need to borrow one more time to rescue my gal. Um, so Cliff,
0: well, us find out that
1: Cliff hates the
0: Nazis so much. That he's willing to risk a Nazi invasion for his girlfriend.
1: <laughs> That's true, actually. <laughs> um, but he he escapes he escapes federal custody by uh, using the Spruce Goose as a as a hang glider. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this it is the you said, it does fly. God damn it, it does fly. I know, which is it's you know, quite a nod to Howard Hughes fans because it's not even called the Spruce Goose. It's like you have to this is this is before the Aviator long before. So you have to know your Howard Hughes mythology. I no, think it's really, really like. The whole film is a nod toward Howard Hughes mythology and and a, a re-mythologising of Howard Hughes. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. It's <laughs> strange. He plays a very prominent role in a movie that's not yeah. about Howard Hughes. Well, there are no other. There are, All the
0: other act, uh, characters in this are fictional. Yeah, yeah. So he could quite easily be fi- a Howard
1: Hughes-type character. Howard Stark, yes. for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Howard Muse. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Howard Hughes. <laughs> Johnny in Rocket Inventor. You, you just need a guy in a white coat. It's like, I invented the rocket, pal. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Because there's this thing, like in the very beginning when he's telling the, the feds that he's not building another one, he you know, he throws the plans in the fire and you get this close-up of the flames illuminating his, of, you know, Terry Quinn's face. He just goes, to tell him, Howard Hughes says no. And it's like, that's well, it very is, dramatic. It is. And also, what, what, what are the FBI agents doing? Arrest him. <laughs> Arrest him because he's... You know, this is the fight against the Nazis. That is true, actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, so where were we? So, uh, having having escaped from the Spruce Goose, he then goes and well, he doesn't have a plan. He just walks up and and talks to uh, to, to Timothy Dalton and Paul Savino, don't they? They're there with um, <laughs> many many Tommy Gun-toting goons. There isn't and, really and a plan. He just turns uh, up and goes, Skip, "Okay, can yeah, I so have Neville?" Has Jenny at gunpoint? Um, the Paul Savino and the mob are hanging around as backup, and he he turns up and and then he he does drop saying, um. Hey, uh, I, I don't even know what the gangster's name is. than Paul Savino, uh, <laughs> but he basically just says, "You, you know, this guy's a Nazi goon, don't you? He's working for the Nazis." Um, and Eddie, Paul Savino Eddie Valentine. doesn't. Eddie Van, of course his name's Eddie Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. He does, a, he does a quick double take, and he's like, "What?" And um yeah. Dalton is he's trying to brush it off. But uh, as, as as we've heard already, he may an honest back, but he's a hundred percent American. So Eddie we, know,
0: we know that the mafia is a traditional. A wholesome family organization in america
1: <laughs> well they're a family organization yeah, yeah
0: exactly but they wouldn't do anything for, for a buck i mean come well,
1: on did, well didn't reputedly and again I, I say this knowing i might end up in a concrete overcoat um but <laughs> did, for the invasion of sicily didn't the allies cut a deal with the mafia um to, to smooth the, the, the path of the invasion and in fact that was what caused the resurgence of mafioso activity in italy that mussolini had quite effectively stamped out
0: it's just like Mussolini the trains run on time yeah, at least the train at least well you know there was no mafia was it no i know but there was rampant fascism yeah, yeah.
1: there were no it's violent like, goons running the world. they were running the country instead yeah, Exactly. thank yeah. god we got them out of the, the criminal activities yeah. and put them in charge of the whole country so we could invade ethiopia but no not with that again also again eddie valentine is tremendously patriotic for a country that's not at war with his own and nice. is a, and has yet to break really any international law. They haven't even made a check as a vacuum at this point. So, um yeah,
0: we, we may be delving a little bit too far into the geopolitics. Well, I'm of, just saying of, from, his from his
1: perspective, yeah. a, a, a different foreign country is going to pay him a lot of money to acquire yeah. a piece of stolen tech. Yeah. I was like, well, well okay. Also, also I, know, I know that Eddie Valentine says, you know, but I am,
0: I am all American. Well, I'm presuming he's Italian. How dare you? He can still be all American. Oh, of course he can, but surely there must be some... Some link to the to the homeland.
1: Oh, it's <laughs> are you saying he's allowed to say I'm not not an honest buck but I'm fifty percent American on my <laughs> mother's side. I don't mean that, but my, I suppose my point is, is that um, would he would he genuinely? I, I mean, I don't know what
0: his politics are. He's in the mafia, right? His politics are going to be a bit dubious, right? Um, Italy,
1: you know, there was a big fascist movement. I mean, who who knows? Well, I will say this, though. The casting of Paul Savino, no, just tells you you are dealing with a fairly tough mafioso, but he's got a heart of gold, because that's that's what you get when you cast Paul Savino. <laughs> there are other actors, you if you cast around, you'd say, if you cast him, he'd be tough as nails, and he wouldn't give an inch. But Paul Savino, you know he's like, deep down, he'd side with the yes. allies. Yes. Um, and indeed, he does. So now... Um, so now uh, Neville and Luther find themselves on the wrong end of quite a lot of Tommy guns, but as luck would have it, Neville had an entire cadre of stormtroopers yeah. with, with machine guns too, Stop. hidden in the bushes. Where's uh, the army? <laughs> Where's the <laughs> American <laughs> army here? <laughs> why has this, this got anything to do with the feds? Why, yeah, well, why is he paying uh, Eddie Valentine for all the goons when he's got twice <laughs> as many hidden in the bushes? <laughs> he only, only makes because he like yells that's out German true. and here they come. If he's only does that, if he's expecting a double cross, um, but the the moment that's happening, he's, he's about to again he's about to execute both the Rocketeer and and uh, Eddie Valentine. He even goes, Happy Valentine's Day, Eddie, which I think is a nice touch. Um, um, has a good type of this, Valentine. yeah. Um, but then the feds turn up, so then again. Yeah, Bullets are we're going everywhere now. Um, they so the, the the gangsters team up with the feds to gun down the Nazis. Um, there's even a wonderful when the one of the detectives shares a glance with Paul Sabina, like, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's obviously a, we haven't mentioned an enormous Zeppelin, possibly the Hindenburg, um, yeah. is it's is flying. The
0: largest airship I've ever seen.
1: No, they come that large.
0: Oh no, yeah, but this is a particularly large one. I think the way that it emerges over that building
1: yeah it's a it's a think, so how has it got there without anyone seeing it <laughs> well they run silent don't they They just float on their helium um, <laughs> or they have their hydrogen um but they, so this is floating as well this is the escape route of course they can't be shot because everyone goes that'll take us all the blows all the hell so all the bullets are not shooting the highly combustible airship um but it's enough for um neville and his now hostage jenny this is still his plan he's as long as he's got jenny he can get the rocket pack um he's still holding her hostage he drags her it's, on board it's
0: it's a fair plan because
1: it's a well here's one thing not that isn't going to work with the plan is he keeps throwing the crew overboard to gain light <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. like to show how ruthless yeah. he is he keeps throwing members of the german crew off the off the, off the uh yeah, yeah. The, the airship but uh, again as you'd expect um cliff straps on the rocket pack and flies up to the uh the, the thing i think at least one of the feds goes go get him, kid um and he uh, he manages to make egress into the airship. Um, at, I think uh, yeah, Luther, who has also joined it, tries to tries to fight him off the the top of the the airship, but gets knocked off. I will say again, it's a uh, though Luther straps a safety wire to him. It's a bit of an avian fight because as big as Luther is, he doesn't have the power of flight. So no. I'd say that Cliff has the upper hand <laughs> to him in a fight taking yeah. place on top of a precarious airship. Yeah,
0: it, it, it kind of it kind of reduces the threat of that particular sequence because i'm thinking well cliff there's nothing really to
1: worry about here
0: yeah because if Cliff him. falls off flies off, just fly off
1: yeah <laughs> but anyway here uh, he, he gets into the airship itself um, i'm sure he's given the ultimate problem give me a rocket pack or i'll kill your your girl yeah, so because uh, he, he has to do that um but before, as he straps the rocket pack onto neville um he removes a, a piece of chewing gum we haven't mentioned this before but he uh he slaps yeah. chewing gum on all his uh all his airplanes and indeed the rocket pack for good luck, and they they repositioned it because a bullet hole had struck one early on, so uh, it was leaking fuel and therefore blow up if had it not um, had it not been sealed. Uh, and I will come back to that because uh, they, it's established that PV hates the fact that. Um, that Cliff does this because it kind of ruins his aeroplane. Mm-hmm. But as he straps on the rocket, PV gets superstitious and fishes the piece of chewing gum out of his mouth and slaps it on, saying, We need all the luck we can get. Mm. I only mention it because Alan Arkin took a really long time to find that piece of chewing gum. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's quite, because it's supposed to be, you know, a quick bum bum. It's like chewing gum slap, let's yeah, go. Yeah. But he just can't find it. And he's, he's digging <laughs> around for Bruce Campbell's mouth. And he's like, Where's it? <laughs> Try this side. This side. If you can watch it again, it is really, it's the longest oh, I've seen a man's fingers in another man's mouth trying to fish out his <laughs> tubes <laughs> you'd have thought they'd have cut it and then just yeah, filmed it again right? it's he had chewing gum because he doesn't need to find it because we don't see it <laughs> it's a oh, long prolonged exploration <laughs> oh going to have to watch that again then <laughs> but, oh what's that yeah brilliant I mean you know ask Alan Arkin's a pro he, he wasn't going to yeah, stop until he, he found no, it. chewing gum no. <laughs> what
0: we well, no, don't know is that was the tenth that was the tenth cut I'm not doing this again. Billy, Billy, don't don't swallow the chewing gum. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it in your mouth. Don't swallow it. Have you swallowed it again? (laughs) I have Alan.
1: Oh, thank, thank you for that dramatic re- uh, Recurring, well I recovered myself uh, and Nonetheless, <laughs> he, he straps the, the rocket pack to Neville And he sufficiently loosens the, the chewing gum And therefore rocket fuel dribbles out So the minute Neville takes off, it blows up And sends him rocketing into the Hollywood land sign um, and mm-hmm. destroying The land part, mm-hmm. thus you know the urban legend Of how it became Hollywood It was due to an exploding Neville Um <laughs> And and that's it. So the uh, the the rocket pack is destroyed. Uh, Cliff's got his girl, who now is in love with them all over again. Um, and as they have a celebrity bowl of soup in the diner, um, <laughs> uh, Howard Hughes turns up again with a, a brand new plane that's even better than the one that was destroyed first off, and just hands him the keys and drives off with a big smile on his face. And, and gives
0: him a packet of chewing gum as well. Yeah.
1: And in fact, I think uh, the 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 one kind of you know, or is this the end, or is it? Is when Jennifer Connelly um, has discovered the blueprints that PV had had copied from the rocket pack that had been stolen by neville and she'd recovered them so she hands it to pv saying oh i found this for you and yeah. rather than going we're back in business with the rocket man he just goes oh no 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 <laughs> well both jennifer Connolly and
0: um uh i can't remember the guys the name what is it billy campbell were both contracted to do two sequels really they were but, but um yeah so they were both contracted for a a trilogy of the rocketeer oh. um but Since there's it a reason.
1: A lot better for one actor than it would for the other. <laughs> yeah, I no, Yeah, Billy exactly. be like, This is what they will remember before Jeff I was like, Jesus, I could be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, there's,
0: there's a reason why the Rocketeer is on the weekend at Crombie's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, it is. But uh, I believe that the, that's that's the end of it. That's the end of the story. um yeah. Uh, so yes we just need to uh, recover ourselves now again possibly with a bowl of soup at the, the Bulldog uh, Airport Cafe and then we can come into the reasons why it was chosen and indeed uh, a deep dive into the deeper themes of the Rocketeer Thank you very much you yes indeed And um, so back soon
0: I've just uh, partaken of a burger the size of my head and I'm now ready to uh, deep dive into the rocketeer. But before we do so, this so was his choice. Yeah,
1: uh, the spilled soup off my very white waistcoat. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, I thought you were see your cleavage then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough soup to get around there. you be a tureen to cover me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, yeah. Need a flask of it,
1: a trough. I'm just nice. saying words now. How much do I have to cut out from this? Oh, <laughs> we haven't even started.
0: <laughs> yes, it, it was Hugh's choice. It was. Um, and uh, so as,
1: as tradition befits you, why did you choose The Rocketeer? Um, yeah. Why did I choose The Rocketeer? Um, several reasons. Um, again, the primary one is it's a movie I remember fondly from my childhood. And that's that's, that's pretty much my go-to place of why I choose any film. I think also, um, again, I just have a, 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 a an interest in superhero movies before superhero movies were any good um or at least very popular um, mm. so and i mean with the, again the possibility of like superman and, and maybe Tim Burton's yeah, batman yeah, yeah. before the the turn of millennium you'd find them they're like cure its eggs um so i was interested in how this one worked and did it hold up again i go through the cast list and it's all very entertaining um and yeah it's just appeared every now and again in uh in in kind of my radar in terms of that the art deco look of it and um some very great stuff. poster Oh yeah, the, the poster is very art deco. It's the Rocketeer shooting into the sky, um, yeah. and indeed, actually, I'll, I'll come to the themes. I can I'll wind straight into it in a minute, actually. Um, but yes, uh, I, I chose it because I remembered it fondly, and I, it's a, an area I was just interested in how superheroes work because this indeed is pretty much a, a almost by the numbers superhero movie, but it took its own own approach to it, which I think um, gives it things to talk about and. Um, I was actually, can can't... I ask you a question on that? Yeah, come.
0: Yeah. Is this a superhero film? Because I I didn't read it like that. No, okay. No, I mean, I, you know. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, what were you reading it as then? Well, well I, I presumed it would be more superhero-y than it was. And maybe that's just because the prototype of superhero movies now are a, a, a little bit more, yeah. uh, I I'm not going to say, they're not sophisticated per se, but they're a bit more extravagant, a bit more ex... ex i don't know a bit more exciting i guess really in in the context of them yeah the the rocketeer doesn't i I know that not all superheroes have superhero powers right you know that's i I appreciate that but the rocketeer he doesn't have he doesn't have superpowers in in that regard he comes across something which i think is quite earthly and normal in what makes him special i.e. a a rocket pack which i don't think is like this incredible thing that everyone in the film <laughs> seems to think it is um and so I, I just and the i suppose the context of it is uh, I, I mean maybe the closest type of superhero film that links to this is maybe captain america because of the kind of the the second world war and the kind of you know that kind of look and feel to it i mean there are other there are other films yeah. i think that we can, uh, put pin,
1: we can put a pin in that one but also um i mean it's it's very similar to iron man you have uh, you know a, a man yeah, yeah. who uses an ordinary man who uses technology um and to, to fly around you know and this kind of stuff but you're you're right in one regard and in fact um oh, oh, i oh, oh, one oh, sole regard no other. but I, I agree with you i agree with you that it isn't a classic superhero movie and indeed i think the reason why i mean come to that it, it's box office was little more than its budget it, it cost i think 35 to 40 million and it made 46 million and this is a disney movie so clearly not successful at all and there's a reason why there wasn't two more movies with bill campbell and jennifer connelly so it was again i think those who saw it at the time again thought it was okay but it didn't fill the the, the cinemas again and again so the the, let's just to take the um the pedigree of the rocketeer Mm. um it came from a comic book strip that was written in the 1980s um as right. as a nostalgia to the 1930s, so a callback to those those mm. pop days. So, unlike. Contemporary films and contemporary characters, again, like say the Shadow, um like the Phantom, and this yeah. kind of stuff—they yeah. were made in the '30s, and they were yes. resurrected to be this. And Batman, Superman—they were they were made in the '30s yeah. too. So all those superheroes yeah. were there, and they were brought back. It was nostalgia. This was created in the '80s as a nostalgia look back, and then you know made into a movie very quickly, relatively quickly, like ten years later, into a movie. And um, yeah, so th- th- I think there's. Um, Yeah, one of your your favourite words, it's a simulacra, it's a copy of a copy. Yeah, it is. And it's they they, again the the reviews of this comic book was it's exquisitely drawn. He, he The guy really has a good eye for the single panel, but it's not held together. And in fact, the character of the Rocketeer of Cliff Secord isn't very well fleshed out. You don't know anything about him after 140 pages of comic book. And in fact, the same can be said about the movie. And I think this is where it falls down. I don't think he needs to have superpowers because, again, Batman, no, like, they don't no, have. No, no, but he doesn't have like a super heart. He's, he's not no. terribly Okay, he, he's apparently good at flying, and that's can fly the rocket pack. But he doesn't do many things that make you think this guy wants to save the day. Um, he doesn't, does he? No, he wants fact... to save his girl. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's a it's a micro superhero film yeah. in some respects. It's 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 yeah. It doesn't
1: it... yeah. And then it's, it's a very again. It's, um, this is not an unusual thing. Yeah, you know, a guy no. finds a. a an, um, a strange item that turns him into a superhero this yeah. is quite standard it's Spider-Man, you know, but, isn't it <laughs> Spider-Man. but even before <laughs> yeah. that you had like green lantern found a lantern and yeah you know, yeah and yeah guy, so that they, they fight and then they didn't have to explain it back in the 30s like you've got a weird thing and he's this thing just live with it um yeah. so, so it was fun um so that was okay but before or after you didn't get any impression of why he was deserving of this power um because interestingly the very you know the inciting incident when he get shot down with the the gunfight he plays no role he happens to fly over it i mean if we'd seen that cliff saw that the feds were chasing um some gun guys and he thought i've just got to get involved and stop them because people get hurt yeah, and in doing yeah. so he'd crashed his plane you know within the first five minutes you'd know oh this guy cliff he believes in something and he's prepared to risk this plane that means so much yeah. to, to do that yeah. and then he gets the rockets kind of his reward no it just happens and he's annoyed that he's he's been set back and he's kind of mean to his girlfriend because you know he keeps in the dark and he kind of makes fun of the film she chose to watch in the movies yeah
0: anyway, uh, and and it, it, I, I i yeah i, I appreciate that and it, you know it, it, it,
1: it's it a, it's a it's aimed at a slightly younger audience as well i think which i think where the rocket pack comes in because it, yeah you're not impressed with the rocket pack i think any Preteen would love idea of a rocket pack and totally buy it
0: i suppose i've not seen this film before so i don't know yeah i don't know what i would have thought about it when i was you know when i was a bit younger but i I just thought it's a bit lame Mm. (laughs) (laughs) i just thought it's just a rocket pack i mean get over it but um i I suppose the 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 other thing i I wanted to add and this is kind of going into superhero kind of tropes a little bit really that you're right when you say um he he doesn't have the superhero heart i guess really yes he has he doesn't really need to have the powers but he he has the he has the kind of bravery and all that kind of stuff but does he have the heart and one of the reasons i think it it struggles with that a little bit is because i don't really think he's got much to lose and i don't mean to say that he doesn't love his girlfriend like that yeah. but he hasn't lost anything so often in superhero films you know batman's a good example um it it they're, they're driven by driven by the need to avenge or to um kind of i don't know
1: absolutely uh, they, they, they have re- re- they react
0: to something and he doesn't react to anything really
1: yeah yeah absolutely and this i took a look at the time actually there's the yeah you know, the trope of save the cat which is a bit of a cliche but nonetheless quite important in establishing a character um Clifford, his first selfless act is 40 minutes in the film when he straps on the rocket pack to save his friend in the in the in the damaged air. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Up to
1: that, it's in you know things bad things happen to him, plane crashes and everything like that, and and his girlfriend has a row with him, but he does nothing selfless or, or remotely no. heroic until that minute's 40 minutes and it's, in. It's 40 minutes in and it's odd because in, in modern modern
0: day superhero films, the, the kind of resurgence of the of the of the superhero film, but the, the length of those films Get get longer and longer. I think they yeah, tend to yeah. or seem to anyway. Maybe it's just because they seem interminable to me. But a lot of them will go on for three hours. I think some of them do. And so forty minutes in before anything really happens is not such a big deal because you've got you've got another two hour, two half two and a half hours to to go. Yeah. But this isn't that long a film, yeah. and you know you, you're right. I noted it as well. Forty minutes in before he really does anything with agency, yeah. and then it's another hour nearly until you find out what the purpose of the whole thing is
1: yeah yeah that's in this it's it's very curious how the information is presented because again you you find out that neville sinclair is in cahoots with with the mob um and and is after this rocket pack before you find out he's a famous movie star i mean i mean eddie valentine makes mention of it but you don't see him you see him on set you know doing his errol flynn swashbuckling after he's done that it's quite a reverse because normally you'd think Oh, he's the super. He's the movie star on the girlfriend set. That's yeah, how we know yeah, him. And yeah. then, oh my goodness, he's in league for the rocket pack. It's a very strange way of presenting that information. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 an odd way of storytelling. And again, I think the other thing we haven't got you to yet is the cast of this is really good. I mean, you've got Jennifer Connelly, Alan Arkin, Timothy Dalton, um, Terry O'Quinn, Paul Serino. Um. The one weak link is Bill Campbell, Steve's the rocketeer himself. He's yeah. very bloodless. Um. It. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't do a bad job. He doesn't a really good. He's he's quite wallpaper it's it's it's
0: but I, I wonder and i agree yeah i agree with you i, I wonder though whether that is uh, i mean i don't i don't think you i don't think you would ever um purposely cast an actor to be bland in the lead role i mean don't i don't, I don't i'm not going down that road I don't, think, yeah. I don't think it was that sophisticated in its thinking yeah. but i think i wonder whether because of the 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 kind of the homage or the simulacra yeah. of the 1930s boys own adventure Saturday matinee type film where the hot where the where the, the the central actors were absolutely wooden. yes yes, yes we, this is supposed we, to be in, in reflection of that okay but none of, the, thinking none, they, none of the they, others
1: are no I think you, you wanted more like a square jawed matinee yeah, you, of, yeah yeah like a Johnny Wise uh Wise is it Wise yeah. that
0: the Tarzan character or yes you know uh, you know Wise yeah yeah uh uh yes someone a bit more i guess someone a bit more brandon louth in the of the super or uh, henry cavill <laughs> you know something like yeah.
1: absolutely wooden and kind of a bit empty but just yeah. all looks yeah but to, but to keep much from that again um you mentioned captain america the one the one thing on joe johnson the director's credit, yes, that, that is, amazing, is really yeah. was, is captain america the first avenger yeah. which is a very good movie um as both a period piece and a superhero movie and it's almost like yeah it was 50 fifteen, 20 years on from making the Rocketeer. he didn't learn all the lessons because you establish why the character of Steve Rogers deserves to have the powers before he gets them. Um, you see him use those powers quite a lot. You still have the look of the 1930 s all around him in his own look and the the um the way the costume the set is done. it's It's interesting that that was the next the really big success movie that Joe Johnson did because you could apply a lot of the lessons of that movie to the Rocketeer and have a better movie yeah. for it. I think actually
0: I, I mean you, you, I, I, I don't think it's a very good
1: movie <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> The First Avenger. It's a better I, movie than
1: The Rocketeer You have to ever give it that um, I think um. I mean, Well uh, it's not my cup of tea
0: Right so yeah. it's hard for me to judge it Kind of probably fairly I I, I was profoundly bored when watching um, The First Avenger I'm profoundly bored But I suppose The sound the, you can what... hear is me scratching out my pick for June <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 but actually, now I've seen the Rocketeer, I think they're the same film. <laughs> that they, they look and feel the same, and so it does not surprise me that the same director did both. Now, uh, um, the first Avenger is more sophisticated in its, in its, um, it's more sophisticated in its kind of presentation, I guess. I, 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 whether it's a better film than the Rocketeer, I don't know. It's an unfair comparison for me because I'm not, I'm not entrenched and imbued in that superhero mise on scene and culture so I don't get it and I'm not be, I'm not belittling what people love out of those films either because you know I I love horror films I love really ropey horror films so I'm I'm really not someone who can judge taste in that yeah. context they're just they're not films that I can I can't seem to get a hook into them yeah. so actually watching the film like the Rocketeer I was more hooked into the Rocketeer than I have been in any Marvel film I've ever seen wow by a, by a long
1: stretch Now, does that mean I think The Rocketeer is a good film? We'll come on to that. Yeah. Right? Um, What have I forgot about the film? So um, we mentioned the cast again are very good, other than the lead. I mean, they are. I mean, Timothy Dalton does a great... He's, he's doing it again chewing the scenery but he's he's cranked up as, as neville sinclair um alan arkin almost in fact feels more like the the hero or the, because he's the one who actually understands how the rocket work works and invents it and again he's alan arkin so it's um it's it's good supporting cast all around it's I think, it's, I, think I know I know it's a it's a cliche. I think Jennifer Connelly's great in this yeah uh, yeah she I mean
0: it's obviously you know that at that time she would have obviously she's done Labyrinth, but she she kind of ventured into a bit more kind of adult themed films as well as Some Girls and um, the Hot Spot. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's you know, and, and this was a bit of a, a change of tact with her. But I think you know, I think she she's she's clearly a star. The one thing, and she's obviously gone on to big things. But one thing I wonder a little bit with Jennifer Connolly though is has she ever really do does Hollywood really know what to do with her? A bit. I mean, I always find when I look at her filmography there are some great i mean she has some great films in there but there's a lot of like why did you do that what, what why what was that about why did you he know, do he's just not that into
1: you <laughs>
0: well yeah yeah it's weird because she's not i don't think she's a she's not a classic hollywood kind of actress i don't think you know, yeah, she, yeah, you know she's not a semper necessarily and she does interesting films but i wonder whether they did you know they really know what to do with it. I think actually The Rocketeer is is one example where she's she fits into it really well.
1: Yeah. I think I think again Hollywood probably missed the chance to give her that a really good period movie where um In yeah. fact again you, you you said you can't stand uh Captain America. Um the actor who plays Peggy Carter, what's her name? Um the Jody... No. No. I oh, I don't know. Know mean. yeah I don't know yeah know. she she again um does a she does a very good um well, I should find out her name because she's very good, but she's very good in the role and um haley, Haley, I yeah. want to call everyone Haley St. Clair now because you've got Neville St. Clair, Hayley Atwood. <laughs> Haley Atwood is very oh, good. Yeah, at Peggy that's Carter it. As this kind of really feisty person with quite a 1930s look. And in fact, they spun her off into two TV series. Uh, oh seasons, um, Agent Peggy Carter, which she is also very good into. And oh, okay. it's a shame that they, they, I think they've missed an opportunity to get um Jennifer Connolly. Again, she's recently reappeared in um the TV show uh, Snowpiercer, which again she's a yes. prominent role yes. and is very yeah. good in that as well. Um again she's it's it, you're right she always has a good term but they, you're right what, what's that signature movie when they say i mean for yeah. me it's labyrinth still it's like what's the movie you can well, say yeah, jennifer yeah, connie yeah. did that movie and it's, it's sad that yeah, it, yeah. she was like 16 is still the, the signature movie yeah, yeah. well
0: see, uh, for me for me it's probably labyrinth and requiem for a dream yeah um well, you know i mean obviously very <laughs> different films uh you wouldn't show one to to your children unless your children are, like 35 or something um but yeah so they, they, but they're they're book ended quite
1: a long way i mean well, we are talking about girl, oscar winning. She, yeah, yeah, she was in yeah. she was the, also the 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 hero's girlfriend in alcohol, yeah
0: better. yeah um but but you know, look we you know it's something we're talking about an oscar winning actress right so you know it's like she, she she's she's got pedigree i just i don't know i, I feel like she should have a stratus a stratospheric career yeah. you know she should be one of the biggest actors and maybe that's her choice I don't know. But, maybe, maybe she'll exactly do judy true. dench maybe she will, yeah, maybe she will. um
1: but no, again, not so. Yeah, notwithstanding, well, with um, with the cast, this it's uh, it's very strong. Where are we with that? Um,
0: yeah. So yeah, Alan Arkin, uh, Jennifer Connolly, Um, I mean, T- Timothy Dalton's an interesting one because you, you don't see him in much other than like James Bond. You, you know, obviously, you know he's a James yeah, Bond yeah. um, uh, actor. But uh, yeah, it's, it was interesting seeing him in 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 something slightly different. It looked like he was enjoying himself. Yeah, um, which isn't always the best it's the, always the best i always tend to find that if it looks like everyone's enjoying themselves loads that pr- pr- the film is probably rubbish yeah they've they've, kept, they've cottoned <laughs>
1: on to what it is so they just <laughs> yeah exactly up to 11 <laughs> yeah
0: i i reference oliver reed in condor man um <laughs> although actually i quite enjoyed condor man so maybe that isn't quite the same the right approach but you just you could spend the whole film basically absolutely wasted as <laughs> oliver reed did did in that and he's clearly having a whale of a time so there you go uh, Terry queen is how it's <laughs> used <Hughes> as well <laughs>
1: Oh, so there's an anecdote from um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which had Kenneth Branagh in it and um, Jason who's Jason Isaacs in it, oh, um, yeah. where they're both playing you know, the sneering villains or the, the buffoonish villains. And apparently, as they were, you know, they just did a take and they sat down on their, their actor's chairs and one of them turned saying, I'm at 11. Where are you? He goes, I'm at 11 too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can clearly say, they, they knew what kind of movie they were in and decided yeah, just to exactly. wrap it up and have fun. You know, um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it doesn't actually make the best movie. But you know, if they're, if they're having fun. That's what matters. Um, that. But yeah, you say yeah, Terry Quinn is as good as Howard Hughes too. Again, it's um, again okay, as as not Howard Hughes. It's certainly not a biopic, but he's he's good in that role. It isn't a biopic, is it? I, it this film could have been called like Howard Hughes and the Rocket Man or something like that. But again, to tell the whole structure, in fact, it is. It's ironically quite a faithful rendition of the nineteen eighties cartoon, which is comics, which okay. was itself not not particularly. Again, I said the, the artist had great style, but he couldn't actually tie the scenes together in in a, in a proper way and knew nothing about the characters. and it actually wasn't a very successful. One. It literally um it was, man, it was six issues, and then Disney bought the rights and, and did it as a Rocketman man afterwards. so it's mostly the look of it was more important than anything else. um mm-hmm. and in fact he, he was you know he was kind of called out for being a little bit too explosive of how he portrayed the women. you know this comic books has a bad reputation for this, but you know the uh, the Jenny character yeah. was constantly being you know, tied up and and left in various states of undress for Clifford yeah. to rescue and this kind of stuff. so.
0: But again, a homage, I think, to the 1930s, there probably. This, this, you know, this is what I was saying. It's like a thing, like,
1: isn't the, it? The, the, the film is evocative, but it's evocative of uh, 1990s films. Uh, exactly. For King, the 1930s. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, because I, I, I'll yeah. come back to that another um, because the opening scenes actually is lovely. It's uh, the, You start in the air, and you see these planes, and it's, it's that yeah. kind of. And the music is by James Horner, which is one of the best things about it. The soundtrack is wonderful. It's very. Yeah. You're literally in the clouds, as you hear it. Everything is is quite light music but also quite dramatic yeah. and and it plays over everything i almost though the, the music is lovely to listen to it sometimes robs the movie of any tension because it's it's that kind of tone throughout the movie so there's it never gets hard on any tension even mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. people are getting shot at or luther comes to strangle someone it's still quite light it never Nico gets into the kind of the hard sort of Hans of yeah, this yeah. is really serious, but again, it's 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 a nice soundtrack in uh, to, to watch with, and the it's, cinematography it's, is, is yeah. Quite
0: it, nice too. I, I I'd agree with that. I think it, it it almost is yeah. It needs it needs a change of tone in the music sometimes, but it is beautiful to to, to listen to. But I, I, I and again, I wonder whether it's because the audience for this was I, I would presume teen or preteen maybe yeah. um, I would say so, again, I, I
1: think it's, yeah, it's it's a good one to watch for kids but then you get Luther bending people yeah. in half and he's quite scary oh, yeah. they drop him it is, and it's it quite a good It's got a good movie for that yeah, yeah, you were saying.
0: yeah. well I, I, yeah and so I wonder whether you know it's, it's probably not it's not befitting of the film to have the too much threat, but as you say, then you've got Lothar there, so it doesn't quite work like that but um, I, you know, I have to couch some of my views of the film with the fact that it's, the target audience probably isn't me for this You know, this isn't made for, I mean apart from Jennifer Connelly being in the films it's not made for a 42 year old uh, middle aged man, right? I mean it isn't, it's made for its made for children and I think if, if I, I, I don't know, if I was if I was, I mean I think if I was Robin's age I'd probably have found it quite boring I think because not enough happens yeah, and what does happen is a bit difficult to explain, right? You just think, yeah. well, what, what, what is this? But if I was maybe nine or ten, I might, I might think oh, that was
1: good fun. Um, yeah. But even if you're nine yeah. or ten, you'd say, okay, so this, this actor is hiring the mob to steal the rocket oh, pack, but yeah. the actor has also hired a goon to chase down the mob who hid the rocket pack. But they're working together, even though he's also trying to interrogate the girlfriend of the rocketeer, and he's also working for the Nazis, who turn up at the end, but he's still in charge. Um, yeah, it's it's not a again. It also was my it doesn't make a well. lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's again, it's not like a complicated film, but it's just badly plotted because there's too yep. many parties chasing the rocket pack at one time. And again, you could have really cut this through with. Again, this may be right in the movie. What if Timothy Dalton, instead of being just um, the Hollywood actor, which is almost there just to evoke Hollywood, he'd been like a federal agent. And it'd be the case of, we got the rocket pack, but we can't return it because there's an agent in there who's taken it from us. Therefore, we've got to keep it from his hands. And the mob are chasing it, and he's chasing it, and that's it. But the idea that they've got the rocket pack, they know they shouldn't have it. There are people that they can give it to, but there's reasons why they don't do it. And yet there are two parties chasing it who are on the same side and yet working independently. Um, is it's weird isn't and, it, it? It's and it doesn't weird. even resolve itself in a way that is like oh and that's why they did it it just basically have a big shootout in the end and whoever's left alive gets it yeah because in the in the end even even
0: neville sinclair timothy Dalton's character seems to not care who he kills in the end yeah, right? Where yeah. he even starts killing nazis yeah so you know i mean oh, he just wants to rock it that's all yeah. he wants in the end so the fact that he's a fascist doesn't matter even the fact that he's an actor doesn't really matter
1: no, I it thought they did that just matter thinking, matter, like this get WC Fields in there, or whatever. Um, yeah, it's weird. But the Kirk. casting
0: is an interesting one because you, you say like you know they all do well, I think, except Billy Campbell, who's just a bit. I mean, you can see why he hasn't had the career. Yeah, he's career didn't But like the um, <clears throat> apparently the, the the casting for it went through Kevin Costner, Matthew Modine, Dennis Quaid, Kurt Russell, Bill Paxton, Emilio Estevez and Johnny Depp. Vincent D'Onofrio turned it down before Billy Campbell was cast. <laughs> So you know, <laughs> he was a long way down the list. Yeah, <laughs> and I also, I mean, I hope Billy Campbell isn't listening, so I apologise. <laughs> you know, you, you know, I'm sure it, it paid his mortgage and he put food on the table, but he he, he kind of looks older than he is in yeah, the film. Yeah, well, he
1: looks about. He looks like he should be in his forties, yeah. but he's clearly not. Yeah, but actually, I'll tell say something else. Like my issues with with how it how it worked is I know they were limited by. The special effects of the time they had to blue screen the rocket man they didn't cgi yeah. him so there's that um but there was for me far too much time spent working out what the rocket pack was and not was, enough time yeah. doing rocket fun stuff yeah, because yeah. there's at least two fairly long scenes where they they have to catch the rocket when they're trying to work it out and he's basically, puts, yeah he puts yeah it's a rocket pack it's like any child <laughs> knows what you can put it on yeah. and you fly yeah. Like they, they don't need to work out how dangerous it's like. Literally, there's a rock. Put the rocket pack on and fly, because that's what we're here to see. Um, yeah, and you're right. Because the, the, as ridiculous as that would be, the, it doesn't matter that it's dangerous. Yeah. Because you,
0: you, you just need to believe it.
1: Yeah. And um, so it's almost like they had to work out why he's having that strange helmet because there's the, uh, PV invents that. But it's like it doesn't matter. Just find the helmet and the pack yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so they uh, so it's it's too much that time. And he he, he flies it once to save the, his friend once to rescue jenny and then once at the very end and like and even when he flies it he's not particularly good he's but even at the final flight which you think he'd be the rocketeer by this point mm. he kind of bumbles around but he kind of aims for the zeppelin and sort of hits it you think by this point he could be you know, doing circles around they even mentioned you could fly circles around that zeppelin yeah if he'd yeah. used if he was actually you know good at flying not i mean clearly you have to be a good aeronaut to keep the thing in, in flight but if he'd actually you know, zipping around using yeah. his powers of flight to do stuff other than he mostly just blasts away and 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 z- zooms around. He doesn't actually, you know, fly. If you see what I mean. Um, uh, yeah, so that, I know,
0: that, yeah, 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 you, yeah. You're right. It, it, and again, it's it's odd, isn't it? And that I, I, there's also this kind of this odd view in the film about the the urgency or the the importance of the rocket for some reason. So. Yeah there's the flying bit which i think just get on with the flying because you know even if i'm not particularly overwhelmed by the idea of a rocket it might still be interesting to watch some nice special effects you know and yeah. get up there and do some flying yeah. about and make it make it exciting don't talk about it yeah you know if you're going to shoot shoot don't talk just do it um but then there's this other bit where at the point where he goes to rescue um jenny when he's he's got that, like he's got there's neville sinclair there's jenny there's um eddie valentine and then the, all the feds turn up and then all, all of the german kind of stormtroopers turn up he, he lands and he says like you know can, i want i want i want jenny back and he puts his finger over the button which would make him take off again yeah and the camera points to it and i think well, what are you going to do there, there's no threat in that you, you can press the button and you'll fly off but then jenny will be killed so you're not <laughs> going to do that are you so what was what's the point of this
1: yeah and you don't have to again you if you, you use imagination you don't need the cgi you could just have you know gushes of air and zoosh, zoosh, zoosh. Oh, yeah, yeah. what if he's flying yeah. around them really quickly like a rocket man good and they're like well we don't know where he is it's dark and he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's everywhere whatever or something mm. like that some some kind of flight but here's an interesting thing again to harken back to to successful super movies which will you will leave you cold they seem to solve a problem in iron man which is again is a very similar thing it's a flying man with a helmet on having the camera inside the helmet allowed robert downey jr to to speak mm, and yeah I, yeah, and maybe again because it would have seemed high tech and therefore a bit weird to do it in a guy who's just wearing a tin helmet, and because there was no radio for him to talk to, mm. we don't get what he's doing. And I think that's a big part. If you because you've basically got what is essentially a special effect flying around, you need to yeah. flip back to the human element to hear what he's thinking, to see what he's saying, and to see him acting as yeah. he, as it, or emoting as he as he does. Oh my God, I've got to get this person. And it's interesting that that didn't work with the Rocketeer because all you've got is a a very stylized look of that wonderful helmet and the the flight suit. But with when you get to Iron Man, they worked out you've got to see his face; otherwise, he's just a special effect.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's a good point. Uh, it, there's the interesting ways that you can use the special effects, right? That don't have to be spectacular. And I mean, the special effects in this—they're not. I think actually, what, what's what's really good about the film is not the special effects; it's the it's the period piece, it's yeah, the yes. cinematography, and none of that is special effects. It's good. It's good flight camera work. Yeah, right. There's a lot of that stuff in there, which I think is really good. And um, I-, I thought that the, 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 the flying sequence toward the end on the Zeppelin, it's, you know, it's clearly studio work. It's not special effects, but that's, it's better yeah. because it it doesn't need a special effect in it. There's more. There's. I mean, he's still bumbling around and, you know, the old thing about Lothar being chained to it and there's no real urgency or threat, but at least
1: it looks kind of cool. Yeah. We haven't even said how they managed to escape the exploding Zeppelin yet. The, uh, the Rocketeer oh, yeah. and Jenny run off the Zeppelin as it explodes and yeah. jump onto a prototype helicopter invented by Howard Hughes, uh, <laughs> uh, who dangled a ladder and yeah. turned up just in time to save them. I think Howard Hughes is the real superhero here, oh, isn't my he? <laughs> <laughs> my favourite part was when uh, both yeah, Jenny and Cliff are running for it. Um, Peavy, who's in the co-pilot, goes, Jump, Cliff! He's like, are you going to yell to Jenny? <laughs> Is yeah that, she not getting she, Yeah I'm sure she'll be alright just hang on to Cliff
0: <laughs> I I also wondered when when he had the uh, rocket pack on
1: how I mean why weren't his trousers on fire I, but again this is it's again that's the problem they spent so much time working out you know let's make it real and in fact it can't be real so why just not forget it because at one point um they try and explain why his helmet is that stylized way why it's got the fin at the back and alan larkin says i designed that way so you you turn like a rudder so if you're gonna look just look look with your eyes because the minute you start turning your head you your rudder will go he turns his head all the time and i was waiting for that because they'd, they'd establish it in the film he said turn your head you'll go a different yeah. way yeah and he never he never veers off um the only no, he thing doesn't. he has is when he salutes a plane and idiotly salutes with his trigger finger and therefore switches his rocket pack off, yeah, which is, yeah. is dumb as nuts. But um, there's no sense. Also, actually, again, if, if your head was in the position that is on the poster with, with the fin directly yeah. going yeah. over the back, you'd break your neck in a second if yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. at that speed. Yeah, if so, you're going at that speed, yeah. So you have to ditch all that. You have to ditch all the, the physics and just say, it's a man with a rocket pack. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just enjoy it. Let's, let's get on, Don't worry about it. Enjoy the film. The and, and, fact um, they tried to half explain it opens yourself up to questions like, why aren't his trousers on fire? Why, yeah, do, yeah. why can't he find a straight line? <laughs> well, kind of
0: well why isn't everything on fire? <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything should be on fire, wooden chairs. And this, I suppose, yeah, you're right. Um, by half explaining it, they have opened the film up to questions about logic. Yeah, an internal logic, and that's the problem. I, I yeah. can can I believe a man can fly? Yes, I can believe a man can fly. If in the context of, of the film, the man can fly, can I believe that the man suddenly is a fire breathing dragon without any explanation? No. You know what I mean. And, yeah. and this is one of those things where, in 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 films that you love, you can forget those niggles, can't you? You yeah. you kind of you just you they you let them wash over you because the. The feel of the film takes you along with it. You enjoy the you enjoy the ambiance and the sentiment that the film is making. But in this, there were so many niggly things that I
1: c I couldn't get over it and it kind of sport my enjoyment of it. The, the, the so they, they themselves yeah. drew attention to that. That's so They go, Oh, what oh they, this, this yeah, thing on alcohol. And it's did you, like, well, to do any of that. Yeah. It's just an leave an it in a small knows? fuel tank to, to fill that sustained <laughs> yeah. flight. It's like, don't mention yeah. the fuel tank. Like, just going, it's running on Howard Hughes fuel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine it, that's it, isn't it yeah it's yeah. bigger it's like the tardis it's bigger on the
0: inside than it is on the outside don't worry about it yeah and you go oh, all right yeah fine all right so but there's loads of things like that in the film so
1: i, I couldn't think this was the, this was the first of what they planned to be a trilogy because I, I did think watching this i could maybe give it a pass if it was a feature-length pilot episode for a tv program because that's what it feels like really is, yeah, is, is, yeah, is yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll just knock it out cheap. We'll try and establish all the characters. We'll spend a lot of time establishing the Rocketeer. He doesn't have any adventures because we've got 20 episodes for him to have adventures. Let's just get him to the point where he's got the rocket pack. At the rocket,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. It's the part. Yeah, you're right. It's the pilot episode, isn't it? It tells you how you got there and then you don't need to see any. That's it then. Then he just, just adventure after adventure.
1: Which is ironic. Oh. I've since discovered um, in 2019, Disney Junior made a t- an animated series of the Rocketeer Junior. Oh really? Which where well, it was? Um, I think Bill Campbell reprised a voice in it because he needs the, he needs to work. <laughs> but it's about it's about a seven year old girl who finds the rocket back, and she's like the granddaughter or the great granddaughter of Cliff Seacord. So she's she's the um, she's the young rocketeer. Again, uh, you think to yourself, if you're gonna make a if you're gonna make a series about the
0: rocketeer, why connect it to a film that nobody really has seen much? So, so. Uh, just, well, if you're not you Disney Junior, right? Yeah. Uh, of. Uh, commissioned a series, a television series based on the
1: Rocketeer. But who watching Disney Jr. is gonna know what the Rocketeer is? So I don't think he, you need to. I think mean, well does Disney own the, uh, the the rights as they do for you know everything under the sun. Um why not just make it it's, well, again well, it's a seven year old who has a rocket I, pack. That works. Yes, I, yes and, and
0: that's what I mean. It doesn't she doesn't need to be the great granddaughter of oh yeah to, who, you know she doesn't need to, it just find a rocket and go the, for it. Mythos. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, just it's, yeah this the mycoparesis of the rocketeer is dead forget about it you don't need to worry about it just have a girl finding a rocket pack and just have her flying around doing fun things man that sounds fun and don't big up the rocket pack that much (laughs) because it's not a big deal so
1: Actually, this this kid's cartoon is mostly episodes and just pouring over the rocket pack trying to make it work. It's like, where's the on button? Like episode one. The on button. Episode two. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the helmet. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, I also wondered, I could and again, this is this is like a hill to die on that isn't really necessary if if it's a film that you really love. So I've banged I've banged on about this idea that the, the rocket pack just isn't that exciting. I mean I, <laughs> I was I was just whelmed by it. Is This is this really what this is about? It's about a rocket pack. I mean, what are they, in the, and I thought to myself, why why are the Nazis so obsessed with this rocket pack thing? And then when you actually find out what they're going to do, I, I was equally whelmed. <laughs>
1: was thinking, That's so, the thing, it's like <laughs> the, their plan is to have flying soldiers. What? Well, what, is that it? Because well, at, at the time, I know that this
0: is a children's film and you know, it's a, it's a simulacrum and ersatz of, of the 1930s, but in 1938, I would imagine that both America and Germany were developing the atom bomb, right? The atom bomb is a squid times more terrifying yeah. than a rocket pack. They would, in a few years, the Japanese would be performing harikiri on, or they would have kamikaze pilots performing harikiri on uh, American ships in the in the South Pacific.
1: That is a squid times more terrifying. <laughs> I will say for any uh, history buffs out there, <laughs> that's not entirely how it happened, but uh, yep, uh, yeah. the, the kamikaze pilots were performing harikiri on American ships in the Pacific. <laughs> okay, but well, you know what I mean. I suppose they were calling me Candy War, was war was erupting over the Pacific. We can go yes. that far,
0: yes, yes. over, over yes. a massive
1: scale. In the world's war. You, you could have said, for example, yeah, Germany's developing rockets that carry enormous payload, and they need the rocket technology of the pack to that, make that better. Awesome. Yeah. You don't need to have many flying <laughs> rocket men that, quite frankly, a light machine gun could have dealt with. Yes, exactly, yeah. Because do you know what already exists? Planes. That carry <laughs>
0: So you could have, you could have, instead of having a hundred soldiers flying over with rockets, you could have a hundred planes carrying a hundred soldiers.
1: Yeah. Right. So, uh, so the, car, the cartoon didn't wow you then?
0: No, no the whole the thing. The didn't cartoon, it's, it's, it's <laughs> why is everyone so obsessed with this damn rocket pack?
1: It's a rocket pack. Do you know? And what, I If it, if it, <laughs> then then the set, goes, it was no, I've I've got got in
0: 1910. This. I've got to finish this. Oh, so I've got, I've your got flag. to finish. So, flags to that is when the zeppelin turns up i'm thinking this is the biggest thing i've ever seen in my life I, and i know that they're quiet right but it's a blimp i mean how do people not how
1: do they it's got a massive swastika on the side of it where's the army where are they why is oh, well, the they, fed, they, they, what, what did you not see it was it was doing a goodwill tour it was allowed to be on american soil no yeah that I'm was not. in the news field it said the uh the, the american blimp is continuing its goodwill tour across america so it was allowed to be they just wasn't allowed to have you know stormtroopers toting machine guns in it well, wow, that's I, I missed that, and yeah, so that's they weren't paying attention then, yeah. But then <laughs> you you you've got to stay on your toes in the rocketeer. Lots of information flying at you from different
0: angles. But yeah, you know, if
1: you were set in 1910, it was a very early age of flight. A, you could have that kind of steampunky rocket pack, and that would have been quite a scary thing. Saying flying men, you know. 30 years in it, but you're right. You're now live in an age with yeah. anti-aircraft guns and planes and bombs and very soon rockets and nukes. And the idea of a rocket pack doesn't seem to be the the, the war, mind you. The Ark of the Covenant was seen as a war-winning thing that Indians have to stop. So it's you know you don't have to delve too deeply. Oops. All that matters is that the protagonists place value in it. Well, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the Ark of the Covenant is it it, it holds the the power
0: of God. Of course, but well, I mean that is terrifying. I mean, you see what happens to the Nazis at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's bloody terrifying. And um, you know, if if this if the rocketeer was set in the Victorian era, it would be interesting because you could have a bit more of a steampunk type image to it. Yeah, but it would it would look I think it would look great, particularly if you have because it's quite popular now to have this kind of this this simulacra of the Victorian time, but up, updated with kind of modern technology. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The View is quite fun, right? Yeah, I mean that's what steampunk is, isn't it? So yeah. I'm I'm banging on. I'm I'm really labouring the point here, but um, yeah, setting it setting it at a. It's a bit like now. That, oh my god! Wow, someone's found a rocket pack. Yeah, but it's like two thousand and twenty-one. I mean, you know, there's been there's been an atomic
1: bomb. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: if if there was a if there was a rocket pack and he was doing heroic things, that would be impressive even now. If a man you know flew up and beat bank robbers and save someone from falling from oh, a building yeah, and yeah, did heroic yeah. things with his pack you'd say yeah. who is this flying man the, the interesting thing would be the things he's doing not his he's, ability to fly exactly. and yeah, here yeah. they thought the fit there basically the way he looked was enough to like even the way he comes up saying i'm the rocketeer and she goes well huh? that's pretty much everyone else's reaction it's like well yeah whatever." It's yeah, you're right yeah, you're right. yeah.
0: yeah. You're right. yeah. The, the the rocket pack itself is not the issue it's the fact that it's the nazis who want it for some reason that i just think is weird because you're right if it was the rocket if it was the rocket pack and he becomes a kind of a bit more of a a local superhero he's yeah he's yeah. stopping bank
1: robberies he's he's helping people that that's different yeah cuz in in the in the Spider-Man Homecoming the um Michael Keaton's vulture uses the kind of rocket winged technology to steal stuff and that's what he wants it for he's he's not he's not trying to take over the world he's just using it to commit crimes yeah it it moves it moves from being this incredible
0: world shattering piece of technology to something that's just simply useful and that's enough it just seems it just needs to be useful (laughs) it doesn't need to be anything more than that
1: yeah but again so far, it, uh, i think well, when was this made they were going maybe for the indiana jones blood style blood. for it um because i think, well, it, yeah. it, it, I think even in the, the comic books he wasn't foiling nazis he was just flying around um enriching himself with his air shows and saving um jenny every now and again yeah, so he so was he, he was even less socially useful than he was in the film um <laughs> because then they go for a guy who basically saved the world you seem awful blue it's like i don't think he saved the world <laughs> I think he saved at best himself and Jenny. He did, yeah. Were he endangered in the first place. Because if you had yeah. to show up to a place of work and said, I've got a secret rocket pack. Yeah. And don't I get boyfriend points? Because you said, i got to tell you the most important things of my life as soon as I find out about it. And I am.
0: Yeah. And here I am banging down. Yeah. It's, yeah it's just thinking, oh, you're insane.
1: You've, you've got keep you him the close out. You've gone from not talking to me about anything to talking to me about everything. You came onto my clothes set, got me fired, and told me immediately. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, it's interesting. You
0: mentioned um, uh, Indiana Jones, and so I put down. Basically, I put down. Based on, I put down um, if if you, if you really want to watch a boy's own adventure movie based around Nazis wanting something, and Americans also wanting something, i.e., the Ark of the Covenant or this rocket pack, you'll you, you'll watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's it. Because That yes. has that same 1930s. I know it's not set quite at the same time, it's a little bit earlier than that, isn't it? But no, no, it's yeah, just It's in 1938, yeah, it's 1930, isn't it? So yeah. you've got that, it's that kind of Saturday, matinee type of view, it's going for that look. It, you know, don't, don't, you, don't you watch them or you watch the Mummy? The Mummy's really good for that kind of stuff, too. It's yeah. That's another good, and that's I think that's quite an underrated film as well. Very I know it was, massive, I know it's massive. massively successful, but I still think it's it
1: didn't critically, it was a bit. I, I think good. it's on a par with with raiders i think it's it's that good um it, it didn't have the pedigree afterwards because the a, sequels oh. uh, diminished what's that that's a big, that's a a big, big cool. call. yeah i don't know right. about that oh well maybe maybe there's a there's a, a third series of weekend of where we face off films because i would i've seen them, i've seen <clears throat> raiders quite recently and i love it but yeah. i'm prepared to plant the mummy next to that as a as for what it's trying to do it does it very well
0: Look, I the, think, the
1: cast have fantastic chemistry. Yeah, the writing's pretty slick. It's got thrills. It's got spills. It's it's a good film. I
0: I, I think it's a good film. I I, I just think, or oh, in the pantheon of comic strip type action films, I think Raiders is pretty much as good as it gets.
1: Really? I've, I've made I've made you in in just two minutes. I've turned you from the Mummy's underrated to it's not that good. You know. <laughs> Ooh, well, I just think if you're comparing it to Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's you know
0: it's substandard. But if you're comparing it to most other films of its type, it's pretty blooming good. I just think it didn't get a fair crack of the whip from critics. Ah, very good. fit. It did. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, my puns are are best when I don't know that I'm doing them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's anyway. okay it probably made a fortune and they got two sequels out of it so um, so maybe it's underrated I don't either know. way um we, we, we both films <laughs> enjoyed their time made lots of money so let's not worry about that now sure. um but you, you're right in terms of again it, it was maybe it's reproduce. It, basically i think the backstory this is and i don't know how it was produced but it seems like they had the intellectual property it had that 1930s feel they wanted to do a kind of raiders boy's own thing and they yeah. thought let's just go for it and see what happens and ultimately they didn't get the lead right again. The th- when you talk about Raiders and the Mummy. The thing is, you know, um, Harrison Ford and Brendan Fraser do stand out quite just, uh, front and center. They didn't get the lead right. The story's a bit of a mess, and and you're right. It's it's not earth shattering. Um, it's a rocket pack. It's exciting <laughs> if you do it right. Um, because you know, yeah, man, exactly. man who shoots spider webs or drives around in a car <laughs> like a bat is exciting if you do it right. Um, it doesn't have to be super yeah. superpowers, but. No. You've, you've got to want the guy to win and at no point he didn't even have an all his lost moment you know he lost his house but he was never like at his lowest moment and like no. the rocket pack was all beaten up and he's had to smash it together for one last flight because he no. just had to save the it was like yeah i'm zipping around i got the rocket pack it's fine i can scoot on the sp- spruce out of here i can avoid the feds there was yeah. very little about him that was like oh. he's got to put it yeah. together now for one final effort because that's what superheroes do
0: I thought, you know, maybe even PV might, be, might have been killed or something, which would have yeah. added a bit of kind of drama to it. Oh, just interesting, though, in, in the early 90s, there was like a slew of these films. There was, was yeah. the, not, not The Rocketeer, but um, yeah, you mentioned them earlier. Had the Shadow, The Phantom, and The Rocketeer, all within about five years of each other. Dick so Tracy, some, too. Dick, yes,
1: of course, Dick Tracy, it was, too, it was, yeah. I think so what it was, yeah. I'm going to put it was Batman was a huge success. And what yeah. the studios took from that was not let's take successful comic properties and run with them. It's let's Batman was a nineteen thirties creation. Let's get all the nineteen thirties creations and yeah. try and make movies from them. And I don't know why they chose that direction because it happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Again, Dick Tracy, the Phantom, yeah. The Shadow, The Rocketeer, more or less the Rocketeer, not quite an old, but that was the, that was the aim and clearly just fell on its face because there's a reason why these things stopped in the nineteen thirties yeah and but uh, unlike batman all of these films are set
0: in the 1930s as well whereas batman is has been updated right so because he because it's... batman never stopped batman had a continued oh, yeah. so yeah.
1: contemporary in a sense yeah and, whereas yeah. yeah they went for the matinee looks when tarzan came out a few years later with them um, also with um brendan fraser didn't they no was george, of the, jungle. george but, the jungle but but yeah. tarzan with disney there's um yeah but uh it was that I don't know why they chose that. I'm sure there's, there's research why they thought it was a good idea. It wasn't, because no, they were never any good. The Phantom wasn't good. The Shadow wasn't good. Dick Tracy, even for what started class, wasn't really yeah, that it good.
0: It was a great film, though. I mean, they've been... I mean, Dick Tracy might be a weekend at Crombie's film, but I don't actually think it's that great. You know, it's it's as it start very much. You know, for with,
1: actually for the for the for the for the money and the star power put yeah, into it, it's almost yeah. perverse. It's not like it's it's just been resurrected. It's like what went wrong there?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, look, The Rocketeer. It it look it looks good. I, I and you know, it, it, the, its heart is in the right place, right? I mean, you can't fault it for stuff like that. It's not a it's it's not a terrible film in that regard. But there's just. I don't know, it just doesn't feel like there's much to it. It's yeah, a bit of, it's, a, it's a bit of fluff, but it's not even
1: very entertaining fluff. Less, less than you'd imagine, because I remembered it having more. Again, you know, I having all I remembered about it was the, the flying and the, and the look of it. I didn't remember say that the plot, which there was so little of it. And it, well, you yes, it was on. Yes. You it was on your list to choose as well. So it, it, was, it was. Yeah, you'd clocked it um, to watch too. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I, I mean, yes, a couple of things on that. I was going to ask you, you know, with your, with your, with your most recent viewing, how does it compare to how you, you you remember it? But but before you get to that, it was on one of my, it was on my list to, to choose. Um, well, it was certainly in the kind of the the area that I thought this this would be good, and it's mainly because I know the Rocketeer f- from the fact that it was wasn't a very big success. Yeah. Um But uh, you know, and yet the cast of it looks quite good. It's it's got a lot going for it, but it just didn't seem to. It seems like a good weekend at comedy film. So it's obviously in our it's in our kind of consciousness, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think in terms of I remembered it. Let's see now. I remembered it on a par with how I remember Flight of the Navigator. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, the way I watched it is probably how I'd watch Flight of the Navigator now. Yeah, and react to it. yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of rose tinge in there. It's, it's, like I say, I think it appeals to children because um, – the, the rocket pack you'd have to look into it and in fact all the stuff between the mob and the double agents and the hollywood and wc Fields leering at jeff Connolly and even the fact you, know, you see her slowly lacing up her suspenders whatever you yeah. ditch all that it's a kid's show make it about a kid's show it's um yeah, make it about a man who finds a rocket pack and can fly yeah. it's it's not you're not gonna it's not sexy and it's not thrilling in in the sense of that sense. It's about a guy who has a rocket pack and if he's fighting bank robbers you who know, want to use it to, to rob very tall buildings, have it about that because as long <laughs> yeah. as he zips around doing, doing fun stuff, you don't need yeah. to have everything else involved. There. And if Timothy Dalton is an eccentric actor who wants to fly and is bankrolling it, have that fine. too. Have, have the, yeah, exactly.
0: Have that too. Yeah. And have a bit less Howard Hughes.
1: Yeah. Have, <laughs> yes. Save Howard Hughes. It doesn't need to end in a big machine gun fight, which Cliff no, takes no part in whatsoever. Um, have him, have him fighting other rocket men who, you know, got lesser packs yeah. and has to fly circles around them and use his skills or dogfight with them. There's lots of exciting things you do with guys who can fly. Um, none of which really is put in the movie. And it's like, you've got to have what they call the fun and games in a movie. You, know, you get this to get the premise established, you accept it, mm-hmm. you have a lot of fun with it and you get to the, the, the concluding. And then the biggest part was you just don't believe in the rocketeer as a hero. He doesn't do enough heroic stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't believe in him and I didn't believe in the things that he was doing. And I think that funded... And also, I, I didn't believe in the story either. So those three things make it... <laughs> so I think pretty really flawed. Yeah,
1: having rounded up <laughs> the themes of it and, and mentioned other films you can watch, shall we jump straight into our scores, um, which sure. I'm guessing may not be high, um, <laughs> and then followed by what we'll be watching next month?
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, so uh, sh- should we have a break and come back and do that or do it right away?
1: We normally have a break as traditional. I, was, I, I, I had, in fact, led up and segued to the music there. But thank you for concluding oh, I've, that. I've done it again, haven't I? I've done it again. Uh, thank you. It's thank you. Uh, not doing it for you and now we shall take and come back later. Thank you, Mr. (laughs) Michelle.
0: Thank you, you, Mr. Chairman, for that wonderful meeting. And I would just like to echo your (laughs) closing sentiments of wishing everyone a a, a lovely day. And if I don't see you before the end of the day, then I will catch you tomorrow, possibly. Okay, take care, everyone. (laughs) And the chairperson's looking at you like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Just ended the meeting. (laughs) <laughs> yes, well, debacle, despite that debacle I, I lost my marbles for a moment there. Uh, Please That's do join God's us sake, Just
1: end it, get, get <laughs> yeah. to the music bit
0: Get to the music bit <laughs> Right, get to the music <laughs> <Weekend> across the <laughs> Music Welcome back all, um, the Nazis have been well and truly uh, banished into the annals of history through our hero, the Rocketeer, although as we've established, he didn't actually do anything that would um, help that particular cause. Um, nevertheless, it is time to provide the scores on the doors, so um, as tradition befits, I think Hugh, you go first because it's your choice.
1: I do go first. I think we've thoroughly said all we need to say about it, it's essentially um, a, a very appealing style certainly mm. in terms of the music, the cinematography and the general idea, the premise is not followed through. It's a bit of a waste of, I guess, a superhero theme, a bit of a waste of some very good actors. I think I wouldn't get it to the rock bottom because, again, it. I think you could still show it to to a kind of a family film and get away with it on a, a fairly one-off viewing. And it's it doesn't have a bad heart. It's not nothing obnoxious about it or or anything like that. It's just, unfortunately, not terribly good. It's two out of five floating croppy heads for me.
0: Okay, thank you, Hugh. Um, I, you know, I don't disagree with, with anything you've said there. I, I, I think the, the thing that rescues it for me from being one is that I think you have to admire the attempt at the, the, the period piece, which I think is actually done really quite well. Um, and it, notwithstanding the, the, um, the main, the, the, the kind of lead actor, I, I, think, I think the cast do a pretty decent job with a pretty poor script and a pretty poor story and as you say it's hearts in the right place so you know it, it, it's also not embarrassing i mean it's it's a bit it's a bit nonsensical and it yeah. relies a lot on coincidence but unlike say personal best where i watched it a bit cringeworthy this isn't that and so i'm going to give it two to
1: somebody quamby heads as well yeah we're in concurrence so uh will we continue this street we, we save for personal best or with uh... I gave one to perfect. Oh, that was basically. it, yeah. Two, yeah. There we go. So this was close <laughs> to being a one. We're this in was the Dolby. We are. Like... Um, yeah.
0: t- um, no, no, I think it was always going to be a two. Uh, look, the, the ogling of Jennifer Connelly's cleavage unnecessarily, at that point, it dipped very slightly into the ones. But, yeah. I, you know, it. it's hearts in the right place, isn't it? <laughs> Even if it's a bit dull.
1: Yes, WC Fields was certainly trying to find where Jennifer's heart was placed <laughs> I don't think he was trying to find where her heart was placed <laughs> to be honest. Um, uh, but and nonetheless we can now leave the rocket, uh, Rocketeer in our vapour trail and look forward uh, with great anticipation because we have nowhere to go but up now um, for May well, what film are we watching for May
0: so um, uh, for May's uh, weekend at Crombies we will be watching Dragon Slayer <gasps>
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> we will be watching dragon slayer so there we go i will reveal no more and we will um you will have to tune in next month to um hear our story of dragon slayer and why it's been chosen but i'm that very is excited <laughs> i am too i'm always excited at weekend at crombies um so that's all good i wasn't massively excited when you chose muses <laughs> we got through that and i think you know there has been five or six times when you've thought oh my god Let's call it a day. <laughs> but we've uh, made
1: it. We've made it through now. Uh, I'm going I'm to say some words now, James. And at the end of these words, my voice will have reached a certain intonation, which will imply the <laughs> program is concluded. So let's see how it goes. This has, look,
0: this has nothing to do with me. If I can't read your intonation, your intonation needs to be better. That is true. That's
1: true. Okay. And with that, dear listener, <laughs> we will bid you a fond farewell and wish you a very healthy and a very happy weekend at Crombie's. Good evening all. Characters, when they're having a drink or having meals, will often start the scene being served said drink or meal. A character will come down and place the two drinks, or the waitress will come, because that establishes the scene, they're having a meal scene. But of course, the scene never goes long enough to have the meal. So there's always like, we got to go. And then they just leave all their food and drink uneaten. Oh, is it the soup? It's, it's the, the soup, the
0: drink yeah. at the uh, that that glamorous restaurant, isn't it? That they just don't touch.
1: Yes, yes, but I'll, I'll take yes. Oh, yes, that looked good soup. Um, yeah, it, 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 it looked, looked like a lot. good soup, didn't it? It, it, it looked, looked like the fancy hives. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's all that Jennifer Connelly eats in the whole movie is soup. Um, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's a bit in that in the dog he's got a burger the size of his head, and she's got soup. <laughs> Oh, yes, and I'll say this, this is why Knives Out, I think, is a remarkable film, because it actually shows someone sitting and eating an entire meal in a restaurant.
0: Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's yeah, true. you yeah. supposed
1: to do. You order food, you eat
0: all the food. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Oh, Also, in The Great Silence, you see someone eating a whole chicken.
1: Oh, <laughs> but he did that in about three seconds. That was an <laughs> inhuman thing to do to a chicken. And an actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I think all the chicken takes you. Have. I don't I need data money for that when you like get the sweats he got <laughs> just, sweats and he's, he's got to eat it with his gloves on and everything so he's going to be so filthy uh, greasy uh, Mind you, I'd quite like that, if you give him permission to be it's just as disgusting as you like with a chicken it's like, that's quite oh, well, nice that was disgusting <laughs> no, that was <laughs> was a, that was You like? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah the, direct,
0: the director comes in and there you are in the nude I, think, uh, I didn't mean
1: this <laughs> oh <laughs> I don't want to get my clothes dirty. Uh, <laughs> that's not, I mean,
0: that's a new tip. That's a, that's a, a new low for Weekend at crumbs, isn't it? I
1: just open the door, they'd say nothing. he would go, oh, oh, See, si, le polos, si, le polos. <laughs> <you> there, chick? <laughs>